Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Sportscast Podcast. This week we look at some big news coming out of Formula One, the usual rundown of this week's football results and talking points, the Six Nations is back, and we will look at the cricket. Gentlemen, how are we? Yeah, all good, you? Yeah, very well, Jordan? Yeah, doing pretty well, thank you very much. Good. I think it's been a very, very busy week, but I think for me, we've got to start with quite probably the biggest bit of transfer news, I'd say, in sporting history. What yeah. big old call is that? <laughs> well, tell me what's been bigger. So, what, Saul Campbell, Arsenal to, you know, Spurs to, to Arsenal? No way. No, I, I get what you're saying. I, I uh, for, for 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 context, we're talking about uh, Lewis Hamilton's move from Mercedes to Ferrari as of 2025. Yes, absolutely. Mental massive. It literally came out of nowhere as well, Liam. I know you shared a tweet with me. I can't remember when it was. Monday morning or Tuesday morning. It was. It was. It was. The, it was the night before. Um, Will Buxton. Someone had said something, and he just commented. Basically, said. If you think silly season is over, I've heard a rumor that tomorrow that's going to be the news of all news or something like that. And a new news of news of all news is literally that. I mean, you've got arguably the greatest Formula One driver in, in history. It's t- technically, uh, statistically, the most successful, but um, but but arguably, probably uh, there's only three people potentially that could could be called the greatest, and he's one of them. Moving from a team that he's been with for years and years and years and years and years, he's won seven world titles and constructors championships, and he's been an integral part of of the transformation of Mercedes to what it is now. Moving to Ferrari, and considering that he quashed the rumours last season, and and which I, which I believe at the time was the case, but does he know something you know he did this when he went from McLaren to Mercedes he had a poor first season knowing that the following season the car was going to be outstanding because the regulation changes does he think that something's going to possibly I think one thing that I definitely don't think it is um, which I personally for my own opinion can rule out is the fact that he is doing it for money or he's doing it because it's the end of his career for example You, you only have to look at Alonso who like he 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 loves racing, and every single one of those guys are racers, and he is a racer at heart. And I think that he's got enough money to 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 do whatever he wants to do for the rest of his life. And he he's very principled, and he likes the environment, and he's like stands up for like kind of uh, right uh, what he believes right, in. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't necessarily think it's anything to do with money, although it's so cool. yeah, pretty pretty decent. So- to, to interject, from what I've read, last year he wanted a three-year deal with Mercedes and they would only offer him a one plus one. But he also wanted some investment for something that he's got going on. Um, I can't remember what it was. It, it, it was some sort of racing programme. Um, but Ferrari have obviously offered him a multi-year, which, which rumours to be three. And they've promised the investment, which rumours to be in the region of around 300 to 400 million dollars this investment wow but ferrari but ferrari stock did go up overnight 15 
billion. Wow. So the trade-off's probably been worth it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that this is all, you know, if you do believe everything you read kind of thing, but it does make sense. He wanted a multi-year deal, wouldn't offer him. They gave him a one plus one. He's going to do his one and he's got out of his plus one. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think the, 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 what, what can't be overlooked, um, and I know we've just spent the first four and a half minutes talking about Lewis Hamilton, but one thing that can't be overlooked is uh, Carlos Sainz. Mm. He, he's now effectively been pushed out of a team that he potentially could have signed for during the summer break um, with, with, with Formula One. Um, you've, yeah, I, I can't see where he'll go next, but only that's because we've not even started the 2024 season. You don't know which drivers are performing, which drivers aren't, and, and where we're going to go into silly season with what point scorings in the Constructors' Championship. But for me, and I, I, I genuinely believe what I'm about to say is, Ferrari do not have a first driver. They do not have a preferred lead driver. I think no. Sainz and Leclerc are on par. And if I had to choose, I would say Sainz shows more kind of impressive racing skill than, than Leclerc does. But he is the, on, always on the preferred strategy. And I think that's why he's uh, a little bit more successful than Carlos Sainz is or has been. Um, but Sainz was the only non-Red Bull driver to win a race this year. As well. yeah, exactly. Yeah, Singapore. So, but yeah, it, it's massive. We'll, I'm sure we'll there'll be you no know, more news and rumours to come through the season, and, and I can see signs ended up partnering Max and Perez going somewhere else, and I can even see Mick Schumacher getting into Mercedes and Russell being the lead driver. Um, I don't think that'd be a bad shout. I think uh, Mick Schumacher was given a really, 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 really <laughs> bad car. And then said, "There you go, 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 and do what your dad did." Yeah, pretty much. So, but yeah, I can see that. Let's 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 uh, let's park that for the next eleven races, and then see where we are. See where we're at. Right, yeah. One thing I do want to quickly touch on, though, before we probably go into some of the other big news, and it is around the sport, and, and the Saudis are looking to buy four Gallagher Premiership rugby teams. So that all the talk that we've had on the Saudis buying golf, buying tennis, buying half of the Premier League, they're now looking at buying some rugby clubs as well, which I don't know what that'll do because there's a lot more financial restriction on what they can and can't do. So, But that being said, the Six Nations was back this weekend. James will have watched plenty, I'm sure. Belting weekend for rugby. <sighs> I can't get over just how... I mean, Ireland really took France to the cleaners. There's no two ways about that. But, it did. I watched, it. I watched that game and the French just didn't turn up. They just looked lethargic. They just looked like they couldn't... Whether or not it's because they were playing in a different state, they weren't playing in Paris, where they were playing in Marseille. Yeah, um, why was that? Do we know? Or just got absolutely no idea why that was. Whether or not... Maybe the farmer take like... Yeah, you know what, like, that yeah. could be a very viable thing, yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. But, I mean, whether or not they're trying to take the sport more around the country, which I quite like the idea of that, you know, back in the day, yeah. we used to have the international footy games played at Villa Park and whatnot. So, it was a great game of rugby. France went down to 14 men, um, two yellow cards for their lock. Uh, their number five, he, he was... Um, Few occasions collapsing the 
collapsing the malls and whatnot. So oh, I, I do think they, I do think they were yellow cards. The first one was that high tackle, and I, I think yeah, that correct. definitely yeah, that was the that was the correct uh, the correct uh, decision decision for that. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, Italy yesterday as well, oh. they really took it to England yesterday. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, they looked. They, they, and I think it's the first time I've said it since they joined the, the competition twenty years ago, whatever it was. It's they, they, they actually looked the real deal yesterday. Yeah, they, they, they had a good chance last year, and they, they, mm. they pushed, they pushed France within a few points of the first game. Mm. Um, it wasn't until I think it was the 78th, 79th minute France scored a try last year in the in the opening game. Italy, you know, had had them basically, but. Um, yeah, I just think they're just lacking that, that just that killer instinct. Yeah, I, I, I think it's there. I think it's just bringing it out. I mean, they they mm-hmm. did look they looked very disciplined. They their defence yesterday was absolutely fantastic as well. They 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 brought the lines up quick to to shut the English out, and they really did look a very well organised team you know in years gone by they've always looked like they're just headless chickens running around the park just chasing the ball but they actually looked disciplined and looked like they had a game plan yesterday and they very very nearly did put one over on England. Yeah. yeah and then and then the the next sort of big game was absolutely that it was phenomenal from the second half onwards. The first yeah. half was probably, from a Welsh point of view, it's probably the worst performance in the best part of a decade that the Welsh have put in. They were absolutely shocking in that first half. They I think uh, Gathers has said that it was the worst half of rugby that he's ever coached ever. Yeah, and I yeah, I'd go with that absolutely. He was yeah. it was it was awful. I went down to my local yesterday to watch that. I'm sat there, I'm watching it. We're going at half time, 20 nil down. Okay, cool. And I thought, sorry, I, I thought, sorry, no, I don't want to say no, half. 90 seconds into the second half. But you know, I, I went back through the other side of the bar to watch a bit of the football, and I just sat, I was like, nah, I gotta watch it, I gotta go and watch it. And boy, am I glad I did that second half. The Welsh performance from 27 nil down to nearly bring it back and, and beat the Scots as well. Um, it was an absolutely fantastic performance by the Welsh. There's, I saw a lot again on social media. There was a very late on 78th minute, 79th minute, there was a seatbelt tackle 40 metres out that was kickable um, mm. that the ref missed. But then the ref, O'Keefe, um, he, he missed quite a lot both ways, to be fair. So we can sit there and say that. We also, we, we weren't rooking particularly well anyway. So it weren't ever going to be, you know, oh, if you'd have had that, you'd have won the game. Well, if he'd done it properly, we wouldn't have probably, Scotland should have been out, out of sight at half-time. They should be out of sight at 27-0, to be fair, but they just absolutely imploded. And I mean, yeah. I think they won for dear life. They had a try held up. The final play of the game, where his foot, didn't he? Instead, Rio Dyer went down with, yeah, yeah, Rio Dyer got in with his legs. So, yeah, no, it was, it's, it's, it's been a, it's been a great opening weekend for Six Nations rugby. Um, yeah, this, you know, it really had. And if, if, if the, you know, the next rounds are going to go like this one, I think it's um, up there to be one of the best Six Nations that there's ever been because it's just been absolutely fantastic. And I, just, uh, I agree. It's just a shame that we now know who's won it from the result of Friday night. Well, 
I know Ireland are the number two in the world, and you know, and I know it was the that was the game being put out there. Whoever wins this game is going to win the Six Nations. And at the start of the tournament, I would have agreed. I agreed with that. But watching how the Scots played yesterday, what potential the Welsh have got there, and Italy, I don't think it's going to be as big a walkover as what people think for the Irish. And it wouldn't surprise me if they don't win the tournament. I think you've been down to your local again today. <laughs> I, actually, <laughs> I think it's the first time I haven't been down there today. So, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just can't see. They play Italy next week. The momentum that that will take for them. Um, they'll play Italy. They've got a week off. I just, They're just so strong. Like, absolutely. They're just phenomenal. And the little things that come out of that game, um, the... You know, the, the, the without Sexton, so it's a new era for for um, Irish rugby. You know, I just these they just look so good, and uh, it was Joe McCarthy in the second row for Ireland. They've put it down as probably one of the greatest individual performances in Six Nation history. They're just phenomenal. They're just phenomenal, and Jack Cowley. Did very well for his first game after Sexton. I just can't see beyond them. I, I just, I just can't. And and that was it. You know, the players that were missing. France have unfortunately been with Anton Dupont. Probably, I mean, he's only about twenty six, but he's going to probably go on to be one of the greatest rugby union players of all time, if not the greatest rugby union players of all time. And he played last night, and um, he played at ten, and he he, he was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. There was two or three things he did that that just absolutely just lit the game up. But next week, he leaves um, Club Rugby and he goes to play with France Sevens as he wants to win a few Sevens tournaments now. Mm-hmm. So I don't get the decision, but he's won Six Nations. I mean, he hasn't won a World Cup, but uh, you know he just wants to go and see what he can win with his country, I guess, in an Olympic year. Well, yeah, there's that, isn't there? And it's in France as well, isn't it? So it's uh, yeah. So yeah. you know, could you know? I'll be honest. The, the sevens rugby teams form of players that generally don't quite make it in their top divisions. I think yeah. that's fair to say. And you've got someone like Anton Dupont going to it. So I think you could you could stick them with six players, and I still think they'd come on top. Mm, well, what's your space? Good weekend of football. Yeah, it's lovely. What a good win today for the Arsenal. Big win. Big win. Much needed. Much needed. We had big, had nice win midweek as well, Gay away at uh, Nottingham Forest, um, which was they tripped us up a few times over the last few season, uh, seasons within the Premiership and the FA Cup and things like that. So um, it was a it was a good it was a good midweek of football as well. Really, Luke and putting four past Brighton as well. I mean, it was two them up after three minutes. This is what I mean. You know, there's been. I mean, Palace got a very much needed win, all right, albeit against Sheffield United that are propping up the rest of the teams. But um, and the Villa Newcastle game as well, which was a nice win for Newcastle, considering Villa have been on a little bit of form lately. That was that was quite a a shock. And uh, um, well, and what's not a shock is Chelsea got absolutely battered midweek and again yesterday. What is happening with Chelsea Football Club? I, I don't. 
I don't know. Pochettino is a is a fantastic manager, and I and I do think it's a club based problem. I don't think it's a you know it's not, it's a it's a little bit like the Man United problem at the minute. It's a culture thing. It's a institutionalized thing. I, they've got the players. They're, they're not they've not got the players they had to be breaking top four. But you know to to drop so many points. They're sat eleventh in the league. They're I mean, you know. I don't think they've done a great deal of business during the January transfer window, but when you're having eight goals put by you in two games, you'd like to think you need to bolster your defence a little bit, don't you? And one of them at home. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, it's, you've got to be concerned if you were, um, if, you, if you were Chelsea. And then yeah. Villa, okay, yeah, lost to Newcastle midweek, but then put in five against Sheffield United. Three in twenty minutes, four at half time. Yeah, Imbalancing, I mean, really. It, yeah, it, Sheffield United have not turned up at all this season for the Premier League. They do not look like they just look like they're there just to make the numbers up now, aren't they? they they're not putting in solid performances. They're not. They're just not going with it. I mean, you 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 four nil down at half time. At least come out and give it a go. But there was yeah. nothing. They just sat back again, you know. And, so- I have seen a I have seen a conversation recently around the the, the fund not the funding like the prize money and the, the amount of money that that uh, recently promoted teams get for being promoted and 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 we're talking about um, Sheffield and we're talking about Luton and, and like uh, sort of teams like that if if you can go up and then immediately go back down then it is absolutely no financial reward whatsoever in fact it's just elation for the fans and then immediate kind of kicking. You, you get battered every single time you go home or away and it's just a really shitty year for the fans and then you go back down. If you can stop up for a couple of seasons in a row, then you've got a heck of a lot better chance at staying permanently in the um, Premier League. But I don't know whether there is enough chance for teams to do that. I mean, they only need to, to not be 17th or below but even so like it, it's been terrible awful to see um chef united get battered even to newly promoted luton as well recently I'm, I'm yeah often. but the thing is yeah. luton are giving luton are giving it a go i mean who in their right mind would have put on an acker yesterday or gone into a bookies and gone newcastle luton 4-4 four, four. Oh, not me. 500 quid on it Probably Jordan, but that's 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 a different addiction altogether. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's just at what at least Luton are giving it a go. I mean, yeah, they're not great to watch. They're not going to stay in the Premier League, but you can see that. No, I don't think so. I think Luton will go down. Wow, I, I'll be honest. I can see him saying, I think it might be Forest, Burnley, and Sheffield United. I think Everton might do it. Well, they're looking at taking another six points off, haven't they, Everton? Yeah. What would that be? Would that be sixteen or twenty-six? Sixteen. Yeah, yeah. They, they're looking at. Um, they looking? They're looking at Everton, and there was another team as well, isn't Chelsea. It? Brent, uh, Chelsea. I thought it was Brentford. Oh, I saw Chelsea and City were still in there. No, no, it's not the Chelsea City one. They're not being. It might be Brentford as well. They're looking at taking points off of both of them. They're looking at taking ten points off of both. Um, I think it's Brentford are contesting it, but I think Everton have gone. Oh, do you know what? Yeah. Crack on Everton, Everton, Everton's appeal for those ten points started this week as well. So mm-hmm. that you will see how that goes. I don't like that. Like we shouldn't, we shouldn't be doing things retrospectively. That that 
they shouldn't they shouldn't have had the ten point deduction unless the appeal process had been completed. Because what happens now if Luton Town, for example, sits seventeenth, or a point in front of Everton, they think they're safe on the last game of the season, and then they get ten points added on. I don't didn't agree this, with retrospective decisions. Didn't, didn't this happen with? Um... Wasn't it when Sheffield United got relegated when uh, Tevez scored for West Ham to keep them up in the Premier League and then West Ham got done for it the following season? But yeah. then they, they had points deducted the following season, which meant that those points would have kept Sheffield United in the Premier League. Hmm. Is, that, is, that, is, that, is that what it was? It was when they took um, Tevez and that Mascherano. Mascherano, yeah, because they technically wasn't owned by West Ham. No. So, yeah, it... Um, a bit iffy, and I probably agree with you there, John. You, they've got to do a lot more in it. I think what Everton have done, though, is they what what Man City have done has made it as hard as physically possible for the for the FA or whoever it is that are issuing these fines to find not necessarily find something, but they've been as difficult to to work with. Everton worked with them to get it done quickly to get put it to bed, mm. and it went against them. Mm. They should they should have been as difficult to deal with as, possi- as possible and they might have drawn it out. I mean, they'd be sat 12th in the league if they'd not had that and then stay up. You still get 10 points at some point, but you might be in a bit better position. Who knows? They've responded well, though, Everton. Like, when uh, when they got their 10-point deduction, um, I think they went on, like, a four or five-game win streak, didn't they? Yeah, they, they, they did very well. They haven't, they haven't won in five, lost two, drawn three now, but... Um, I don't know. I just think I think I think they'll come good, and I, I think it's Luton that are above them, and then it's Forest. I just think Luton will just keep pushing, just keep trying, and Forest don't seem to. I mean, I think they drew today, didn't they? But they don't seem to have anything in them. I don't. I don't see the the squad as a Premier League squad. Who do you think is taking uh, the promotion from Championship? Leicester's got it. Leicester's got that. Yeah, Leicester's got that in the bag, definitely. But between Southampton, sixty-one points, Leeds, sixty points, Ipswich, fifty-nine points, and then it drops quite, quite a bit to uh, West Brom and Hull City. Um, Ipswich lost at the weekend, didn't they, to Preston? uh, Yes, they did. Yeah, where Southampton picked. Picked up points. Uh, well, Southampton are on a ridiculous win streak now, aren't they? It's, it's like yes. it's like twenty-one. They've, games. Not, they've not lost a game since September. Yeah, but nice. two weeks ago, I'd, I'd probably have said Southampton. Leeds are hit a really good form. Um, Nobody wants to see Leeds go up, though. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's one unless unless Liverpool go down. <laughs> yeah. Unless Liverpool get a sixty-point deduction. Yeah. I'd, I'd I'd love to see I I don't know what I'd rather see Leeds stay in the championship or Liverpool get put in the championship I think I do think Liverpool in the championship like a like a, a Rangers type demotion yeah yeah to, something to, like to, that. to, to conference so, north so here's an interesting one then obviously James will remember the team Schalke that um in the in the German league uh, they got relegated last year and they are they're going through a bit of turmoil high wages poorly run club the sat. 15th in, in the second division and if they get relegated into the third division they will fold as a club because they haven't got a license to play in that league so they would have to start out at, again at the bottom of the pyramid in the German league and they're not going to do that because they won't be able to afford to pay the players 
because well, no, well, well, yeah, exactly. But they haven't got a license, so you have to have a, a license to play in that in that third division. Well, they haven't applied for it because they didn't think they'd get in it, and they now won't get it in time. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. There's there's some there's some decent teams in in the Bundesliga too. I never even realised like Dusseldorf, Hanover ninety six. Some big teams. Yeah, yeah, it's a good league. The Bundesliga is a good league, very good league. You know, and for the fan as well, it's it's it's, it's cheap. It's to go and watch. I mean, I think it works. It's cheaper for me to fly from Norwich <laughs> to bloody to Hull uh, to to Germany to watch Borussia Dortmund play than it is for me to go down to uh, the yeah. Emirates. You know. Yeah, it's, and I think a season ticket, isn't it? It's like um, like 99 euros at Dortmund. Yeah. And he's basically turned around and said, okay, if we double our price for the season, we'd make an extra something like £1.2 million. And he's like, what's £1.2 million to a club this big? Yeah. And you're like, and you're like, they are all for the fans. Yeah. I'll give them, I'll give them to, that. To be fair, like you, you want full stands. And I think that's part of... Yeah, the we're probably going off on a bit of wild tangent here, but that that's probably the Premier League's downfall in a way. Is it, it is the biggest league in the world? It's the best league in the world. It draws capacity crowds every single week, week in, week out. Even midweek, even Wednesday, uh, even Wednesday or Thursday fixtures away, Liverpool away at I don't know Southampton. It draws it draws a full crowd every single week, so they don't have to put yeah. the prices down. If anything, they could creep the prices up, and people would still pay it. Yeah, there would be, and, and there's massive waiting lists as well for those kind of games for Liverpool and things. It is pretty sad to watch. Just another thing, just another about that with the Schalke and the league thing. I saw something as well in Dubai to play in the top league in Dubai. That they've you've got to have um, you you can only have. I think it's like four. No, there's no limit on European players, but you've, your keeper's got to be from that country, from from Emirates. Yeah, and then in and then in the first league, you only have four European players, and everyone else again has to be from the Emirates. But then in the leagues three and four, there's no cap on it. So the leagues leagues three and four. A, a, a better teams and they always outperform the like the championship esque in the cup games, but then they, when they get promoted, they obviously get rid of half of the squads and they go back down. So no one actually wants to win. No one wants to leave the league because they lose half of the squads and then they yeah. have to rebuild because the talent. Because you get a lot of lower league players here go over there and it's better than their championship level. Yeah. Speaking of uh, just before we move on from football, speaking of um, sort of Middle East, uh, Al Nassar played into Miami in a friendly on Thursday. I don't know if you guys saw. Yeah. yeah. Into Miami nil, Al Nassar six. And yeah. surprisingly, Ronaldo didn't play. Uh, it was only a friendly, obviously, but uh, I think Messi came on as a substitute at some point. Um, but even so, 6 0 is a battering from a, a Saudi Arabian club against, well, I, I know Inter Miami didn't do great last season at all, um, but 6 0 is a thrashing. By any, but at any, at any level, you, you don't. In, I don't think Inter Miami have sort of realised what, what they've got, if that makes sense, in the sense of. Um, Messi is not what they need. If that, you know, they've gone out and got themselves a big franchise player, but he can't 
do it all around, you know, do it all on his own. And it's just, it's just a gimmick. Wait, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Luis Suarez plays for Inter Miami. He, he does now, yeah. I did not know that. Sir, Serge Busquets plays at Middle at Park as and well. Jordi Alba. Yeah. What is going on there? But it's Barcelona, so yeah. But you just can't. But they're all 37, 38. Yeah, this is true. It catches up on you. As you know. <laughs> not there yet. Not there yet. England beat India in the first test. And, and they... The, the, England have got a big big run chase tomorrow to, to start closing down a 332 runs. So I can see India probably taking that one. But a nice little... Uh, Five tester to, to kick the year off. So, can I ask a question? Can I yes. ask un, uneducated cricket question? So, we've been speaking about the Cricket World Cup recently in India. Have we been speaking about the Cricket World Cup recently? Uh, yeah. November. Yeah. No. Yes. So, so n- India absolutely whitewashed everybody, and England came dead last. So, what are we talking about? A different format of cricket, and if we test, are test cricket, five. Why? Days. Why then are England? Can England hold their own in one form of cricket, but not the other? Or is that is that like saying we can hold our own at football, but not netball? Is it two different sports? No, I no. Agree. I very much have a similar outlook. What difference is there throwing a ball at some stumps over five days than doing it over twenty overs? What's you, what, go on, you've, 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 you've got the mic. So T T twenty, even T twenty to one day is different and then so you've got to hit as many runs as you can in twenty overs. Yeah. And test cricket's not it, it's more tactical, it's more not laboured, but it it's it, <laughs> Trying to think of the best example that you can take from, I guess James Sevens rugby sevens. Well, Why is yeah. sevens so different to, to to a standard game, and you know to Jordan, it's it's you know why do why do Williams do better in a in a you know on a race you know a standard race than they do on a sprint sprint race. You know you've got you know why are qualif- some teams so good at qualifying and then they've got poor race pace. It's a little bit like that. A lot of players, you've got like um, Zach uh, Zach Crawley that's playing for England at the minute, and he he had a really good um, World Cup. He's a, he'll be a good Test player. I'm not sure he's going to be a fantastic T20 player, if I'm being completely honest. But because I don't think he's got that, um, not not neuro, you know erraticness, but you, you just got to go for everything in T20 and I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. You've got to swing. You, you can't afford to dot, jump out of the way. Where yeah. You're, if you're on a, a four or five data, um, it's, it's, it's about tactics and it's about team thinking. Yeah. yeah. And, and I guess, I guess the sprint in a normal race from a quality to a sprint to a race, you know, teams like Williams have three different outcomes. You know, Albon can get himself into the top 10 on a, into Q3 on, on a quality but you stick him, you stick him fifth on the grid, and he he'll finish twelfth, thirteenth because he has mm. a race pace. Yeah, that's 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 probably the best analogy for him. Mm. So yeah, but hopefully we've got another good weekend of football coming up. You've got FA Cup replays midweek, and T- tell you what, we haven't got. Go on, the Fury fight. Yeah, the seventeenth of February called off. It's a nasty cut, though. It is a nasty cut. Well, I said to you, you sent me a picture. I was like, well, that'll heal. 
just <laughs> yeah. like a gash, like an innovator tax just, bag. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it is bad. It's really funny as well because a few years ago, uh, 2013, David had a fight called off a week before, very, very similar. And Fury was all over social media saying he's just he's done this on purpose and da, 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 you know, he needs to get on with it. And then now it's, it's, got, it's gone the other way. So Hayes been giving him a bit of stick. But mm. I think he's disappointed because he's a fighting man. <laughs> yeah, just offend a whole um, <laughs> group of people there. But he, um, no, I, I think some people saying that, that they, they saw us come a mile off. They didn't think it was going to go on. They thought Fury was running a bit scared from usage. I'm not sure. I just think it's one of them things and uh, it'll be back on. Fury will win and, and, and maybe AJ Wilder will get it on. I, I don't know. There's, there's, they reckon there's a date set, but there's no talks yet. Uh, how did he do it? Do we know? Sparring. Looked like someone caught him with an elbow. I'll send you it. Me. I, will, I, will, I will show it. I will knock him, knocking him around a bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, put in, let's put in a super flyweight Super featherweight in against Tyson. <laughs> super featherweight. I'll say super flyweight is good though. Super flyweight. Yeah. It's uh, whatever it is, you know, the fight, I think the opening weight's eight stone, whatever that is. So. <laughs> the under nines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, gentlemen, I will speak to you next week. Hopefully, there'll be some better results for the Six Nations for us. Yeah. I'm not holding my breath, but we'll see. We'll see. Right, Take care. I'll speak to you next week. Bye, bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us this week on the Sportscast podcast. As normal, you'll get us on our social media, Instagram and X, formerly Twitter, at Sportscast Pod UK. Join us again next week. Bye.